Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a really good episode. I'm going to talk to people about kind of evidence and both admissible and credible evidence and how the brainwashing system and the media system has just screwed everybody's brains up and they can't seem to sort out truth from reality. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I'm such a skeptic. (laughs) And I'm a kook. I'm a crazy man who believes conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award in the same area. So my credentials speak for themselves. (laughs) All right, this show runs a little bit over. Let's go ahead and get it going. So I want to make a show. I'm not exactly even sure whether it'll be a show. But I want to talk about why it is that so many people believe so many things that they see in the news that there's absolutely no legitimate basis to believe. (laughs) And this just goes on and on. It comes up because people just, they give me endless grief about being so negative and not believing anything. And why do you not believe anything? How can you not believe anything? You just don't believe anything. All this stupid crap like that all the time when I'm skeptical. And all I'm actually doing is just kind of running in my own head the concepts that I learned in law school and then I've practiced for decades. And that is, what is the actual evidence that's sitting in front of us? See, the vast majority of the time, there is no actual evidence. There's just a load of shit. There's just some story in the news that somebody is saying. It's, it's literally no evidence at all. I did that whole show on hearsay. It's not admissible. It would not be something you could put in front of the jury. And it doesn't matter if it's these stupid politicians. It doesn't matter if it's these fake medical experts. It's all bullshit. See, it's all bullshit. And people, well, how can you live your life like that? Well, if it's such an unreasonable system that I set a high standard for something before I consider it to be even evidence, let alone some evidence I would believe, then why do we use the system in the courtroom? When you go into trial, on your trial for your life, in a murder trial, why don't we just allow the government agents just to come in and testify that you're the guilty one and everything else and not require them to prove up that they were there and be able to cross-examine them? Why not? Why don't I just show a news article that says that you're the one? Why isn't that enough? Why? (laughs) See, people, they can't accept how far from a normal world we now live in because of electronic and print media. See, they can't grasp it that the vast majority of human history, all you had was basically somebody told you something or you saw it. (laughs) That's it. So you didn't even have printed material. Most people couldn't read anyway. You didn't have pictures. You didn't have electronics. You didn't have audio. didn't have video. You didn't have any of that stuff. What you found was a rider came into the town or something and said he'd heard such and such. And you were, you know, legitimately skeptical if you didn't know this person. And you had to assess, well, is this person credible in any form or fashion? Is the information credible at all? You didn't have to sort through this endless array of horseshit. See, now the people start when they're young and their heads are filled with nothing but 
unsubstantiated bullshit that comes out of these government textbooks and from the teachers. And then they believe that as a foundation from which to develop from. And the vast majority of the information people are given, that is the so-called foundation, is just lies. It's just upside-down fantasy. And people can't accept that. See, they, they can't accept that once they get older and it's, and it's concreted into their brain. Then they just operate as though you're the crazy person for doubting this information that's in their mind that they believe is so real and credible because it's been in there so long and has been repeated to them so many times and they've seen repeated so many times in different textbooks and movies and shows and everything else. But it's not actually evidence of anything. And this COVID thing should be a great example of why it is that nothing you're being told out in the public is credible evidence. It's most of the time, it's not even admissible evidence. It's not just that it's not credible. It's not even admissible. Those are two different standards. It can come in and then you can argue that it's not credible. It comes in because it's technically uh, legitimate evidence. It meets the standards, but you can just say it's not real. A confidential informant is a classic example. Right, he comes in, you know, this guys he's cut a deal in order to save his own ass. Like those jokers up there in the Michigan thing with Governor Whitmire, right? Who knows what kind of testimony they're giving, right? <laughs> These are all those low lice. And the very fact that they can even spend my money on this kind of thing is an insult. It's laughably unconstitutionally to have prosecutors and police paying people to give them information and then letting those people off the hook for the crimes they commit in order to go after other people. Just every part of that is absurd and laughably unconstitutional, but the system looks the other way and allows it all. And if people believe it's legitimate, but if a confidential informant's on the stand and he's testifying, well, he's allowed to testify. That means it's admissible, but that doesn't mean you have to believe it. See, a jury's not required to believe any evidence. It's not required to believe any of it. And you could get 25 people could come in and testify about one thing. And the defense could have one witness come in and testify on the other side. And you could just choose to not believe any of the 25 and believe the one. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing improper about that. See, that's nothing improper about that. The jury gets to weigh the credibility of the evidence. And so you have to get through two different stages. One, it has to be admissible. Two, it has to be credible. <laughs> well, most of the stuff you're seeing isn't even admissible. See, it's not even admissible. You wouldn't even get an opportunity to pass on the credibility. So when you have these jokers from the CDC and guys like Fauci and getting up there and just testifying in a fact, which is what people are listening to, they take it as the evidence, they use it to form their opinions, <laughs> they're listening to these people. Well, these people aren't even sworn in. And that's why they're able to constantly change your mind. Now we're hearing that cloth masks were never appropriate <laughs> and that there is no federal solution. Well, he ran his entire campaign, billions of dollars spent running, saying Trump was blowing and he had a great plan and all this other shit. And now he's just able to turn and say that it's a state issue, that the states need to solve it. And then, of course, he'll flip again and say that's not what he meant. Why? Because he's never sworn. He's never cross-examined. There's no consequence at all, no negative consequence for any kind of lies they want to tell. In fact, the entire political system, I did shows about it. When there was a stupid election going on, I said all these debates, they're fantasies. They're silly. You want to actually get down to issues and their positions? Well, you don't have a debate. You have each of the people sworn in and a lawyer from the other side cross-examines them in front of a federal judge live on television and we get to find out and they have to bring the evidence to make all their statements. 
<laughs> That's it. And they're subject to perjury. And if they make shit up, then they get tagged. But see, this is why from day one on the pandemic, I've said you have to swear in, otherwise it's pointless. Wear the mask, don't wear the mask, two masks, no mask, get a jab, jab will fix you. You need another jab, you need a booster, now the booster's not, they're all Omicron, no, they're Delta, now they're, all of it's made up. See, it's all made up. Not one bit of the information you have that you think you're forming your opinions about on these so-called news stories and national issues is anything even remotely like admissible evidence. See, it's not even remotely like admissible. Forget credible. It's not admissible. <laughs> it's not admissible. You can't just have a person get up and just start talking. In order for these people who purport to be experts like Fauci and these other jokers who come on there, they have to come forward with a whole list of their credentials that you get to see ahead of time and you get to question. Well, that Leanna Wynn, what is the shit that she pops up with the fake Boston bombing deal? She's an emergency room physician. Then she go works at abortion fucking clinics and she runs that shit. And now she's an expert with regards to these respiratory illnesses and infectious diseases. Those are three totally and completely separate expertise areas. I don't think she can qualify as an expert in every one of them, but she gives testimony on all of them. How? Because it's not real. It's not legitimate. It's all just a fake. See, and then once she even proves up her so-called qualifications, which I imagine we could blow apart, if she can even get past kind of a, a Daubert challenge, which just means a challenge with regards to their expertise and the ability to get the information in. The information she's going to opine on, she has to provide a written report with all of her uh, different bases, the factual basis, the reports, the all the studies, all the other things. Those things are all things that have to be reported ahead of time before she provides her opinion basis. And then she has to state an actual opinion. And she can't just change it. <laughs> she can't just change it. She can't issue a report on one, then come in and say, oh, I've changed my mind and now it's different. But that's what government people do all the time. See, that's what they do all the time. Because there's, there's no consequence to the line that's negative. The consequences are all positive. See, the system is totally and completely owned. It's 100% owned. Every side of it's owned. And that's what people can't get their mind around. They think that one side's telling the truth and one side's not. And one side might be telling the truth, the other side might be only telling some of the truth. And that's not the case. They're both lying all the time. The whole thing is kabuki theater for the public. Most people, they're just not capable of accepting that because the human brain just has no experience with that. It's used to interacting with a human being and looking in their face and taking all those cues. Every time they do studies, they show 80, 90% of all this communication is nonverbal. It's all nonverbal. Well, once you go into this media realm and these things being written and reports, you don't even have any kind of nonverbal anything to go by. So most people, the real information, they're hardly even capable of processing any of it. So they're not capable. And this system has just destroyed people's minds and their ability to reason. And that's all been done intentionally again and again and again in order to control you. See, a small group controls everybody, and they use this system. That's why things like talk radio and all these things, they're very successful because it runs around in people's heads, and it seems very real. See, it seems very, very real that they're a doctor. Okay, they probably are a doctor, and they're giving you information in an area you don't really know anything about. Well, the problem with that is all those things I just showed you is that when I'm hearing that stuff, I just immediately think, well, okay, this... <laughs> 
I don't know if any of this is true. There's no reason to believe any of this. And this, this Maxwell trial is another great example of something that people think I'm a kook about. See, I'm a kook because I don't even believe that she was on trial or that she would be in custody or that she would serve time. Well, what evidence do I have for any of that? What evidence do I have? Government tells me. Okay, well, government tells me. Well, government's a habitual known chronic liar. Okay, They lie about absolutely everything. They're caught over and over and over again lying. So now I'm supposed to believe that this woman, who's obviously a Mossad agent, who's operating for years at the highest possible levels, but what now she's been arrested. Oh, okay, but we don't get pictures of her. We don't get anything. There's no way to independently confirm anything, but I'm supposed to believe it because government tells me. And when I don't believe it, when government tells me, then I'm a kook. See, then I'm a kook. Um, no, you're actually the naive fool for believing something that silly. See, for believing something that silly. It's not difficult for them to fake these things up. They, they create entire wars and fight entire wars on utterly and completely false narratives. They just kill people, threaten people, fake records. It's not a problem for them to do that. And so when I see something like that and I meet, in my mind immediately thinks, well, that's not even her. Why would I believe that's her? I can't recognize her. I can't identify her. Oh, they did it by her fingerprints. Who says? That's from government. How is that admissible evidence that someone on the news says that's her, that government said it's her? Okay. <laughs> All right. So what would it be? We'd have to go through and, and, and they'd bring out the fingerprint records. Well, how do I know those are the fingerprints from her and the others and those aren't manipulated government records? See, I don't know. And the difference between government stuff and the reason the government scam can run on and on and on is because the government in the government courts gives government endless exceptions to all these rules and hearsay rules and all these other different things. The government holds the records. If the government simply comes forward and says, this is the government record, that's it. That's the end of the story. That comes in at trial. <laughs> okay, that comes in. But what possible assurance do I have that that's a legitimate record there, that government didn't manipulate that? Oh, that's crazy kookery. Okay, fine. It's crazy kookery. I'm still asking the question. What is the confidence level of that? Where is my guarantee? How can I know that? How? See, you can't know that. You can't know that. And in light of how many times government has been caught lying, faking records, destroying records, <laughs> creating things out of thin air, fingering the wrong people, having people sit in prison for things they know they didn't do. Just like the, uh, the, the poor guys that were freed not that long ago on what I think it was the Kennedy or Malcolm X or maybe it was uh, I Have a Dream guy, Martin Luther, uh, whatever's it. Whatever's name, that guy. You, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Those guys. Turns out they were completely innocent. <laughs> they were innocent. They were framed up by the FBI. It's all bullshit, right? They sit in prison for 40 years. All right. So how do you know that's not happening right now with this Maxwell case? And then 40 years from now, we're going to find out the information is going to come out. How do you know? You don't know. And so the difference between me and the vast majority of people is I take my skepticism another level. Not only do I require that they produce actual something that would be even be remotely admissible and credible, but I don't accept all these governmental exemptions and exceptions to these evidentiary rules as though that is information I can trust. See, the average person, and in trials, it is such that when government provides so-called official records, those things are entered in, and they're actually sufficient without other evidence. They normally are presumptions that they're sufficient to grant judgments on cases. Well, for me, it would be the exact opposite. 
if you provide a government record, I, it's a presumption. It's just a made-up load of shit. And unless you can provide overwhelming, credible evidence that that's not just a scammed-up deal, then I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. And people think that's crazy. See, that's how brainwashed people are, that no matter how many times they're shown lie after lie after lie by government, they continue every single time to believe government because the brainwashing is so great. The trials, the TV, the movie, the news stories, everything, the education, it just constantly, it just imposes itself on people's brains and they can't step out of it. So they can't step out of it. And for me, for whatever reason, I've got a quirky mind. And a lot of it's because I'm somewhat disassociated in a lot of ways. I kind of, a lot of my life goes by like a movie to me. It feels like a movie. I'm there, but I feel more like I'm observing myself being there, observing the scene. Not really so much enmeshed in it, kind of disassociated. And so when people present these kinds of things... And they expect me to believe these absurd stories like this Maxwell trial is going on. Uh, okay, well, they say it is. That's all I know right now is that the government tells me this is what's going on. And that news reporters, who are also known liars, they lie about everything. They lie to me every single day in the news in every single way. But I'm supposed to now believe this. And the only reason people do believe it is because, like I said, the natural human mind and the interaction that we're used to for literally all of history, at least known history, forget the fact that all the history we're given is lies. I'm saying the standard narrative of developing for simple lifestyle and getting more and more and more elaborate, which has clearly happened, um, at that point, your entire experience is completely different than what we have now with uh, the smartphone and the TV and internet and video and radio and, and media print and constantly bombarded. And most people, they didn't spend you know more than a decade being brainwashed for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours a day. But that's what schooling is. See? That's what so-called education is. It's just hours and 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 hours of brainwashing that people aren't capable of sorting out because their minds are young. They're very young. And now they get them with these video games and all sorts of other shit. They watch these screens. It goes into their subconscious their brains are just completely screwed up. People's brains are totally screwed up. And they're never explained that what they're accepting as somehow a fact or a truth that then they run around and argue about has absolutely no credible basis whatsoever. And in fact, there's most of the reasons are to actively not believe it, to actively distrust the information you're being given. But that's not what happens. Why? Because the entire industry is run on making sure that people stay brainwashed. They make billions of dollars in this crazy industry. It doesn't matter if it's media, education, or government. And what do they do with it? They have a fantastically brainwashed population who are now teed up such that they can literally just get into a little box, make a statement, the people will watch it, and a huge number of people believe it. And the people who don't believe it what they believe is another person who gets on the box and says something different, but who, who they think is on their side. And then when they say something, then they believe that. <laughs> and then those, those two groups, they argue with each other about which person on the box they should believe that popped up on their screen. And there's literally nothing there of any sort that's legitimate that could ever be used in a trial. And like I said, those evidentiary rules, even though they're scammed up and are abused horribly, they are an outgrowth of human experience 
over many, many hundreds and hundreds of years with what, or what might not be trustworthy kind of evidence. And now, of course, like I said, the big gap is with this government shit because none of it is trustworthy, but government runs the courts. But beyond that, you can see why it's, it makes sense, right? If you, someone wants to tell you something happened, well, if all they're doing is telling you something happened, unless they were there and you can cross-examine them about it, well, what is that? It's not reliable. They might misremember. They might have misheard. The person that told them might have gotten it wrong. There's all sorts of reasons why it might not be credible. That's why you have to kind of piece it all together and make your own decisions and keep your mind independently thinking. And it's just so easy for most people just to slip into it. Do they just slip into believing one side? And then they turn and they, they accuse me of being too skeptical right? That, that I'm too skeptical. I don't believe anything. I believe all sorts of things. I believe things that, that I have seen credible evidence for or that make logical sense. And when I haven't seen credible evidence for stuff like that, well, then you're right. I don't just believe it. I stay in a state of not believing and not disbelieving. I just stay open and curious that I'm still unconvinced of what may be going on. And the only problem for most people is that you have to keep that state of mind for basically everything that's occurring in public life. And that's why I use the system of, look, I don't know what might be happening, but I can know what isn't happening. And the very first thing I can cross off the list is whatever the official narrative is, because that's always lies. He says, historically, always lies. Is it possible that one of them might come up and they tell us the truth? Of course, that could always happen. But it doesn't happen in my lifetime. All these things always turn out to be complete lies, and they flip and switch and flip-flop, and just like you're seeing now with this COVID thing. And that's why it's such a great example of teaching moment that I can't believe more people aren't seizing on. They see the lie in the COVID, but they can't transfer that information over to the fact that every single narrative you're told by officialdom that gets pushed on you is just as much of a lie as the COVID narrative. See, people can't grasp that. They go right into, well, the Republican side may be true or the Democrat side or the Libertarian side may be true. All those sides that are out publicly being pushed all the time, they're all lies in every kind of area. And it doesn't matter how dramatic it is. And that's why I don't talk about other areas, because people, they confront me on Twitter, they confront me in Patreon, they confront me all the time about the fact that the things I'm saying, well, that's a, that's a step too far. Come on now, that's a step too far. I never speak about anything that I haven't researched very carefully. And every single thing I believe that people think sounds like kookery if I tell them is something that I used to believe what they think. <laughs> and then I figured out that I'd been lied to. See, that's, that's the difference. You think I want all these things to not be true? You think I want to live in a world that's nothing but a series of lies, constant lies, where I have to stay on guard at all times because every single side that's out in public is lying at all times, and the vast majority of the people are so brainwashed you can't even uh, interact with them in a rational way? Think I want that? <laughs> no. You think I was born like that? No. I didn't believe that when I was a kid growing up in my 20s and stuff. I was skeptical of stuff, but I didn't become like this until I had the internet and figured out that, in fact, it is all lies. <laughs> That's all. And so I'm just trying to show people that learning how to think and staying on your toes is key. Sure, I provide all sorts of very, very helpful information, very, very helpful logical information when it comes to the law and understanding how to piece this insane system together. But it goes beyond that. The ability to think on things like this COVID are all very easy for people to start to understand and adopt. 
You simply cannot accept these things that are just things people are saying, just made up shit people are saying. They're not sworn. There's no consequences. It's not checkable. It's 50 levels of uncheckable nonsense in there. But it sounds so reasonable and believable because the system is set up to create this Overton window argument where the people can be enmeshed in it. And they can pick whatever they want. They can pick sports, they can pick entertainment, they can pick, they can pick politics, they can pick foreign affairs, they can pick history, they can pick fake science. They can pick anything they want. And the system's set up the same with the same fakery and the same nonsensical, non-evidence-based arguments that people engage in. And that's what they do. And so it's very difficult for people to see, to take a step back and see what's really going on in the system. That's what's really going on in the system. And most people simply can't live like that. They can't. They just cave in and then just start accepting and believing and repeating some series of lies because it's easier and it's too tiring. And that's what the people who are running things count on, that the people will just wear down. And the vast majority of people, one, they never catch on. Two, the people who do start to catch on wear down. And that's what I'm saying. I hear this all the time. People complain to me about how negative I am and I never believe anything. And the stuff I say in certain areas, that's just too far. That's too far. It's because it's an area they've never looked into that I have. Every single area I ever talk about that's crazy and off the law, I've investigated that thing completely and thoroughly. I've heard every one of the kinds of arguments on every side. And I used to believe the standard narrative. And then I discovered it's not true. That's it. I've said it over and over again. Someone please bring me an official narrative they push on me. That's true. I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear it. No one ever does. See, nobody ever does. What they do is they bring these standard narratives that I've already looked into, and I think, wow, someone thinks that's still true. Incredible. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, that's, that's a show. I don't think there's anything else to say. I wanted to explain to people that there's a whole way of having to look at the world that's it's critical if you want to keep from being fooled because this world is so full of the 179 Club. Everything is inverted in this world. It's done so that the very small group can control a very large group because a very large group who are, whose heads are filled with nonsense and can't think are very easy to control. They're very easy to control. They pose no threat to the small group who run it all. That's just the reality. So it doesn't matter if it's Trump and believing he was for us or Fauci or anything else. It's always the same systems they use, always the same. I'm just, I'm very good at pattern recognition, and that's why I've been able to sort that out because I see the similarities each time. So, all right, well, whatever. I think that's all there is to say about it, and I think it's a show. (laughs) I hope it's a show. I guess I'll find out. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. And you can support my show. I really appreciate the people who are in Patreon who put their money where their mouth is. They've got a lot of integrity because my show is obviously about free markets, and those people support my show. If you like my show, you listen to my show all the time, you look forward to my show, I don't understand why you don't support my show. <laughs> it's just odd to me. But anyway, Jones Plantation comes out late spring, early summer. I play Mr. Jones. It's written by Larkin Rose. It's going to be a fantastic indie film. I'm going to be shooting it during January, so I won't really be around much. I hope people get behind that project. It's a great allegory about being trapped in this fucking plantation of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so much fun. I, I just It's such a great cast. It's such a great project. And believe me, nobody's doing it for the money. This is a labor of love. So... 
So that's pretty much it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. Forget to check your shirt on the way out. More quash. More quash.